Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History final. Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods. Bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Oh, not your problem. You're just an idiot. And we welcome you into full slate of Blue Wire Gambling Podcast. My name is Greg Frank at Undercover Greg on Gambling Twitter. Coming off a five and three hump day. Nice little small profit for me on this Wednesday as we get ready to turn the page to NFL Week. 13 alongside my co-host producer jack of all trades with full slate he is alex uplayer at alex underscore up seven manages the podcast twitter at full underscore slate underscore pod alex good to have you on my guy i know it was a busy week of travel did you have a good full trip there to the pacific northwest and it seemed like you were in some beautiful picturesque Washington State area, huh? Oh, dude, I absolutely loved it. I saw, I saw the the Seahawks Stadium, which is directly next to the Mariners Stadium, which is very cool. I don't know if anyone ever gets to do you know two games in one. If you ever get the Mariners in the in the World Series there, but yeah, it was awesome. Just incredible, incredible scenery. You don't see anything like that on the East Coast for sure. Yeah, I have never been out that far, and I guess this was your first time going up that way, right? Yeah, it was. It it was absolutely insane. I mean, the mountains here in northern Virginia, West Virginia, which I've seen many a times, it, you do not see anything like that compared to the Pacific Northwest, like Washington State is just, yeah, it was incredible. Did you leave there thinking you could live there or just more of a touristy thing? Uh, I could probably live there if I was like, you know, depending on job situations. Absolutely, I could definitely live there. Well, I guess we'll uh, see what the future holds for you. But I'm glad it was a it was a good trip. And uh, oh, and shout out, shout out Seattle. Seattle is a incredible. Did you get to the Pike Place Market? We did. We walked around there. That was very fun. We went to the. The Sky Needle. We went to a, a Seattle Kraken game versus the Washington uh, Capitals, which was actually very fun. But fortunately, I bet the fucking Caps and <laughs> the Kraken, Kraken smoked them, even though that's, you know, one of the lowly teams in the NHL. But great stadium experience, a great city. It was very cool. Yeah, no, that uh, definitely looks like a pretty cool rink they got out there. And uh, now we just need the Sonics back, right? They deserve all four teams. 
Oh, absolutely. This was in the, I think it was the former Supersonics Arena. Yeah. yeah, and then they uh, they just renovated it. I think they renovated it. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. They definitely deserve it. What was the capacity team. of the building? Do you know? I actually looked up. Yeah, it's like seventeen thousand. So Capital One Arena here in DC is twenty thousand. So oh, and that's probably a little ones at twenty. Yeah, so seventeen definitely did not. It didn't feel small as is what I would think it was like once I was in there it definitely did not feel like a small rink it was yeah, it was awesome it was very lively I hope at least two plates on Thanksgiving oh for sure you got to hit yeah. the leftovers at like midnight for sure <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah after all the football's over yeah exactly. oh for sure that little <laughs> late night plate when you're drinking a little yeah that's yeah, that's yeah. the best that's Probably better than Thanksgiving dinner. You get that late <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah, leftovers are definitely right? underrated. I will grant you that. Yeah. But let's get into it now with NFL Week 13. And we start with, uh, by the way, this is something that I picked up on, a little scheduling quirk. But Thursday after Thanksgiving, they always have two teams that played on Thanksgiving square off. So they pick two out of the six and they play the Thursday night game. In this case, it is the Dallas Cowboys visiting the New Orleans Saints. In the Superdome, total in this game is sitting in the upper 40s, 47.5, with Dallas a five-point road favorite. Alex, I've used the analogy because as we turn the page from November to December, the Christmas season is fully upon us, and I feel like Taysom Hill is the leg lamp in A Christmas Story, where the guy... The dad gets the box and he's like, Fred, lay and, and we're always like, what the hell is in there? Like, what is so like, why is this thing in bubble wrap or whatever? It's a major like, award. It's a major award. Right. This, that's Taysom Taysom Hill. Hill. Like he's going to come out, out of the box. <laughs> he's coming out of the box. And chances are he's just going to be a fucking leg lamp when it's like tomorrow night or Friday, Thursday night. We're going to we're recording on a Wednesday. You're listening on Thursday. Appreciate the listeners. But we're just going to see Taysom Hill just kind of like being the leg lamp out of the box. And like we're going to get all excited to finally see him be a a real starting quarterback, I think. And then we're going to be like, yeah, like this guy's nothing special. What the fuck are the Saints doing? Paying him ninety five million dollars. So, like, I don't know how to bet this game because I have no idea what New Orleans is going to look like offensively. And I suppose on one hand, it can't look much worse than what we've seen from the Saints the last month. But I also feel like this is a lose-lose from for Sean Payton. He's either going to lose the game or he's going to win the game. And everybody's going to be like, well, why the fuck did you not have your $95 million man in the game in the games earlier in the season? Because a whole month went by after Jameis Winston tore his ACL. Like – Right. Why did we pay him that to, to exactly. start Trevor Simeon? Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. Like I said, just a really expensive leg lamp <laughs> in a box. His, his jersey should just say fragile instead of ill on the back. Like, that, <laughs> that's what he is. So I don't really know what to do with this game. Ezekiel Elliott been banged up. Looks like he'll play. Um, Dallas coming off of a loss. Looks like they're going to get Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb back, so maybe a bit of a get-right spot. I don't know, though. I I, I mean, clearly that get-right potential priced into the number here. I mean, Dallas laying five at New Orleans. Buffalo is laying six, six and a half. 
you know, Buffalo prior to last Thursday on Thanksgiving night really wasn't looking that good. But I don't know. I, I, I have no feel for this game at all. I do think just because it's Taysom Hill, I could see a first touchdown, like gadget play inside the five yard line. It's not to say he'll actually have a good night and he'll actually look like a real quarterback, but I could see him scoring a touchdown. So I might take his first touchdown price. And uh, I suppose actually it's not even going to be that long of a shot when you think about how barren the New Orleans offense is. Do we know is Alvin Kamara going to return for this game? Yeah, so he's questionable. Okay. I saw he was he was limited as of today. So it's it's very speculative, but I did do a little uh same game parlay on DraftKings. I did uh Taysom Hill, Tony Pollard, and then Cowboys to win. That was plus seven fifty. I think the only way to look at this game is maybe the over just after you see that Cowboys defense get up. You know, they got beat up by the Raiders. They gave up 36 points. I I think that would be the only way to look. I really don't want to lay this with either team. I Like you're saying, you, you have no idea what you're getting with Taysom Hill. Like, I mean, he could, could light it up or it might be a dud and the Cowboys just roll. But, yeah, I think the over might be a decent look, but I probably won't play it, to be honest. Yeah, like, again, I don't think there's anything side or total-wise that you feel great about. And even if you're looking at the prop market on the New Orleans side for offense, like, it's just hard to know who will or won't be involved in the game plan to come up with any kind of competitive competitive edge with regard to right. props. Like so you I, mentioned I think, the, the first touchdown, I think, is probably a good look. If if you want to be a little more conservative, just – just bet Taysom Hill anytime touchdown. I don't know what that price sure. is at, but yeah. it's definitely plus money. And you got to think if if they're rolling him out there, you know, the entire game, he's probably going to score a touchdown against his Cowboys. Like defense. there's got to be one keeper in there. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to the AFC, excuse me, the NFC North where we have a, I mean, I, I, that Thursday night game could be kind of intriguing, but. It's difficult to get to the bottom of. This one's a little difficult to get to the bottom of, and it probably won't be that intriguing. It's the Minnesota Vikings traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions, and we're seeing the Minnesota Vikings being installed as a touchdown road favorite, total of 47. Detroit nearly won outright at U.S. Bank Stadium earlier in the season. It was a walk-off 50-plus yard field goal from Greg Joseph from Minnesota to give the Purple People Eaters the victory. But, gosh, did you see the clip? We talk about Cousins, and I guess this is why. We said last week, well, he gets all the credit, all the blame when his team loses and no credit when his team wins because he's lined up under the guard for crying out loud. You saw that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was super embarrassing. I'm on this Kirk Cousins MVP train just because I have a ticket, so I'm trying to, trying to hype it up a little bit. Entering the game. He had 21 touchdowns and two interceptions. That's pretty fucking impressive if they weren't, you know, a bottom feeder team. They lost all these close games. Like, if they had a couple more wins, then Kirk Cousins might be in the MVP talk yeah. until, you know, last week when that 
interception was super embarrassing. And then line, yeah, like you said, lining up under the guard, and they had to burn a timeout because he didn't even know what the hell was going on. Yeah, it's this game is just super uninteresting, especially at seven points. Uh, you gotta lean the the Lions at home, but I just I can't get there at all. Yeah, I would have a lean to Detroit as well, just on the fact that. I mean, let's be honest, like kind of a numbers play more than anything else. So Detroit closes off as a two, two and a half point favorite against Chicago at home on on Thanksgiving. Now it's seven against Minnesota. So are, am I to believe that the Bears are four and a half points worse than the Vikings? Like, I, I don't I think the number is a little high. And honestly, like I get it to an extent, like who the hell wants to back back Detroit? But Minnesota has just been this kind of mediocre, like they're just a very boring team, which they shouldn't be. They have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook's not going to play, so they're down a key weapon. I don't know. I just don't see – when you're this price on a road, you know, on the road especially, you better have an offense that can just score on a jiffy. And Minnesota's got some playmakers, but they're not that. So I, I don't know. I feel like the Detroit Lions would probably be the side. I don't love this board this week, so I may end up getting there with Detroit uh, at seven, but certainly nothing too strong from me there. Let's move forward and stay in the NFC North where we have the Chicago Bears. Speaking of a big home dog, it's the Bears catching eight against the Arizona Cardinals, total 45. And, you know, Alex, I do think that here is a much more likely opportunity to lay the points with the favorite than the game in Detroit. Arizona rotation number 453 coming out of a bye week. And, you know, you look at Arizona getting healthier. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, on the field together. It looks like finally again. Um, It would be the only way I could look. I mean, like Detroit nearly beat. Chicago last week so I think that was just nothing more than both teams in Detroit Chicago like somebody had to win the game and neither one of obviously both of them are a laughing stock I don't think that Chicago really picked up any positive momentum whatsoever from that victory Andy Dalton Justin Fields like I guess it's going to be Dalton again this week right Yeah, I think so. I I agree, but my only concern is that you do see Cliff Kingsbury late in the season. Later on, he just I don't know. He just kind of melts down and yeah. And we talk uh, coming out of a buy often is a good thing, but I don't know. Maybe if you're coming yeah, out of a buy in your Arizona, are they a little flat here, like against lowly Chicago? Like I don't know. Right I, I, I in Chicago, that would that would be my only concern is that. Off a bye, you know, kind of sleepy. They haven't played in a week. Granted, like you said, they're healthier, but you're going on the road. It's going to be cold. This is definitely not a cold-weather team in Arizona. They might be a little sleepy. Like, why Why do they want to put up points? Or they want to win the game. And But that, that Bears secondary is very concerning. I... I, yeah, I don't really want anything to do with this game. Well, then it's probably a good time to move on, and that's what we'll do. 
as it's the Atlanta Falcons catching the big number at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Atlanta is an 11.5-point home dog, total of 50.5. It's going to be a consensus play for us, taking the points here with Atlanta. Believe it or not, now that the Saints have sputtered, Atlanta is up to second place in the NFC South, which really doesn't mean much of anything, It looking like just the first loser to this Tampa Bay team. However, we talked about it. We've mentioned the game at various junctures over the course, course of the season on this podcast. Atlanta was right in the game for three quarters against Tampa at Raymond James Stadium back in the beginning of the season. And it was a couple of pick sixes from Matt Ryan that ultimately allowed the Bucks to cover the number. While we lost on the Colts last week, Tampa still has not been pretty on the road this year. Maybe the Bucks are starting to figure it out a little more away from Raymond James Stadium. But Atlanta, for what it's worth, I think the Falcons have started to figure some more things out on their own without Calvin Ridley. They ran into the buzzsaw that was the New England Patriots prior to winning against the Jags on Sunday of last week. That was a big one for me and my over seven and a half wins for Atlanta. So we're still alive there. Uh, they went to the Superdome and won. Uh, there, there just feels like the Falcons are looking more like an NFL team, which obviously last year they were a, a laughing stock with Dan Quinn and the weekly debacles. And it didn't get off to a good start with Arthur Smith this year. Uh, but at five and six, again, I think uh, the Falcons kind of at least doing enough to stay in games. Uh, just as I say that, they I mentioned the Patriots one. They also got blown out by Dallas. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't I don't really think that the Bucks have much of a reason for margin. They're eight and three. This, you know, it's a look ahead, you could argue, with a big game next week against Buffalo. I think Atlanta here probably remembers that game earlier in the year in Tampa, knows that it didn't finish it that well, and the Falcons really uh, play one of their better games of the year. I'm not saying they're going to win the game outright, but I feel pretty good about them covering big number at home like this uh, with, a, with a team that, like I said, still feels competent. Like, if you're this big of a dog at home, then you usually just flat-out suck. And I don't think Atlanta flat-out sucks. They're a mediocre team, and I'm just hoping to get over seven and a half wins. I think Atlanta can cover this number and score three touchdowns, and I think that's good enough here. Yeah, we love this number. Just plus 11 as a home divisional dog, and you see the Bucks going on the road, and they're a completely different team. I mean, they lost to the lowly, well, not lowly, but Washington football team, who was not great. They lost to the Saints. They lost to the Rams. And then their wins on the road, they've won three games on the road. They've only won by an average of five points on the road. You know, you saw them beat the Patriots by two. They beat the Eagles by six, which... Both were not covering the number. You just got to love this Falcons at home plus 11 as a divisional dog. Yeah, I mean, that's really all it is to it. I mean, we're both kind of seeing a, a tighter divisional game than this number would indicate. And let's hope we're right and we catch a ticket on the Atlanta Falcons. Let's move forward from the NFC South 
to the AFC South, where it's the Indianapolis Colts going to Houston to take on the Texans. Indianapolis, a hefty road favorite in this one. So same concept here with the heavy divisional road favorite of a shorter price, but still pretty steep. New England, excuse me, Indianapolis laying nine on the road. Total of 45 and a half. Alex, these are your guys. You love playing the Texans, and uh, you're going to do it again, I suppose, as we talked about off the air. You're just hoping that Tyrod can be Tyrod, make a few plays, not make any stupid plays, and you're thinking you'll cover this number and take the points with the home dog. Exactly. I just I just love the home divisional dog spot. I think Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod, he's just a very – serviceable quarterback and I think that's a good spot to be at home in front of these fans that need to see a win. Can we say a poor man's Teddy Bridgewater? I would absolutely agree. Yeah. I could definitely say that. I think that's a good a good analogy for sure. And just I yeah, like we were saying, it's just the home divisional dog. I mean, gosh, like I said, you've been plugging your nose on the Texans going back to when Davis Mills was a quarterback. So I feel like I have, which was super uncomfortable. Like, but they were also <laughs> getting, <laughs> they were getting like 14. it was like fourteen. Yeah, which was tough to pass up. But I feel way more comfortable with with Taylor back there. He's actually a very solid an NFL quarterback, albeit not yeah, a good one, but an NFL one. No, he's definitely an NFL quarterback for sure. Absolutely. And Wentz, he actually was pretty good the last couple games. And that last game was brutal. That definitely was not on him. The, the interceptions, the one was absolutely incredible. And then the second was just in garbage time, throwing it down the field. But He's still just on the road. Wentz is going to make some mistakes, you would think, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that he just, as an Eagles fan, gets his, he's getting close to that 75% of the snaps. Oh, you know, he's, old, so. he's playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they're, they're in the I, hunt for sure. I, I just need him, I just need I like him healthy him. one more game, like no knee injury or something. <laughs> well, oh my God, yeah, that would. That would Did I jinx it? Up. Yeah, maybe. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, have you, by I, the way, I have like you watched Indy, any of the in-season hard knocks with the Colts? I've not. I didn't even know that was going on, but I did see that was a thing. I, I just have not watched. Yeah, I watched an episode of it just because I came across it on my TV guide, but. I had completely forgotten about it until I fired up an episode. <laughs> I, I would like to watch it. I completely forgot that was even a thing. The in-season one is yeah. tough to far. I watched the previous with Dallas, yeah. Anyway, let's go to the NFC East, where the Eagles of Philadelphia return to the scene of last week's crime, which was a drop pass from Jalen Rager, two of them. Uh, for the loss against the New York Giants. So they'll try again at MetLife Stadium on Sunday, this time going to northern New Jersey to take on the New York Jets. Eagles are a six-and-a-half-point road favorite, total of 45-and-a-half. Jalen Hurts, is he going to play? He was limited in practice on Wednesday. 
And so I think certainly this is a number that would indicate that he will suit up. Gardner Minshew, probably one of the better backups in the league if Hertz does not go. Uh, but having said that, uh, it seems as if if you're limited on Wednesday, he's got that sore ankle that they're going to try and get him out there. Eagles still in the playoff mix, albeit it's a little bit of a tougher road to hoe after that loss against the Giants last week. I don't know, Alex. I, 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 maybe it was just a flat spot. I'm, of course, did not take the Giants last week. We talked about how that game, maybe, you know, it was just sitting there three, three and a half with an Eagles team that now had to deal with the expectations and clearly didn't deal with them well. And the Jets coming off of a win, getting close to a touchdown at home. I mean, I'll be honest, it's tempting. Uh, but I ultimately am going to lay off here, but I'd lean with the Jets. Yeah, I think the Jets is the only side. It looks like Hertz was limited today, but there was a lot of not practicing Eagles today as well. We saw uh, Derek Barnett, Fletcher Cox, they both didn't practice today. It's just, I think you have to lean the Jets here, but also I can't trust Zach Wilson at all. He might turn the ball over four times himself and, you know, set them up in easy field position. And doesn't yeah, defense ma- wasn't the problem for the Eagles last week. They were fine there. Yeah, and it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for the Eagles. They, they'll punch it in from, from short field. So I just – don't really want to lay the points with either team here. So then it's probably a good idea to just go to the next game, and we'll do that with the L.A. Chargers, one of the better games of the week, going to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. How about the Chargers now catching three on the road, total of 50-and-a-half? Alex, you talked about it. You're going to be on the Chargers here. I'd probably lean that way. Uh, but you're really feeling just a market overreaction here off of Cincinnati's blowout win over the Steelers and the Chargers losing in the Mile High City against the Broncos last week? Yeah, I feel like this is a complete overreaction. I I love the Chargers in this spot. Getting three, three and a half, I've seen. Yeah, you have to lay with the Chargers here. I, I feel like this is a great spot for Herbert to bounce back and Better coach, better quarterback. Yeah, I I love this spot. Getting three, I really like the Bengals. You say that pretty confidently. Better quarterback, huh? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's not the Steelers fan in you talking after last week? No, no, it's not. It's not not some homer pick. I, I think, I mean, three weeks ago, Justin Herbert was... One of the better quarterbacks yeah. in the yeah, NFL. You're right. he, he thought this was like a was like an MVP favorite for a second, and then you know he had a couple bad games. And I just I really like the Chargers bounce back here. I I think they can win this game outright. Plus three, I'll definitely take that. Yeah, I would lean this way. I do feel like Cincinnati all of a sudden now again the market is kind of overreacting a little bit. And, you know, the Bengals are in the mix in the AFC North. They do have that road win against the Baltimore Ravens already. So probably going to feel like more like uh, it, it just feels like more like Bengals, like take them or like minus one. And we're getting 
Korean three. It just feels like a complete overreaction. Well, Alex, I mean, you, I know you have kind of laughed at the idea that home field is still worth three. Oh, yeah. I do not believe that. Right. Well, then, then you have to play the Chargers here because under previous home field, if that's the case, and we're saying we got even teams here with the home team laying three, but, you know, if you don't buy that they're even teams and that home field's not worth three, then, yeah, you know, there's only one side here. And it's your side with the Chargers. Yeah, absolutely. Are we sure that home field is actually a thing anymore? Well, yeah, home teams have actually not done well against the spread, right? No, yeah, I've seen I've seen road dogs have been doing actually very well. Yeah, exactly. So Chargers a little short chihuahua here at, at three, but we'll see. What happens as uh, that's definitely one of the more intriguing games of the week. Not as intriguing, but we're hoping we can catch some tickets down in South Beach as the New York football Giants head to Florida to take on the Miami Dolphins. Giants catching four and a half on the road. Total of just 40 and a half. Alex, the Miami Dolphins are laying four and the hook. Now, I was on the losing end a couple weeks ago when Miami was laying three uh, against the Jets. And last week, you know, Cam Newton just gave the Dolphins an early Christmas gift. I still don't think there's anything really that the Dolphins are doing. Like, I'll give them the Ravens game. But after that, I just feel like, you know, they beat the Texans. They beat the Panthers, who turned the ball over a bunch. They beat the Jets. It's just a team I kind of want to keep betting against. And the Giants, this is the Danny Dimes ripe road underdog spot where, for whatever reason, he sucks at home. But he got a home win last week against the Eagles, and now he's going down to South Beach, and the Giants, as I said, coming off of a win. Shaquan Barkley was on the field last week, getting healthier by the day. I just want to fade the Dolphins again. It's really that simple. I I don't think there's anything to this run of good play that they've been on other than some fortuitous bounces and a lot of turnovers from their opponents and Cam Newton was a mess last week. So I continue to think that Miami is winning fortunately because of the fact that the Dolphins, the good fortune is coming their way because they've been playing bad teams and bad quarterbacks. And this is a bad team and probably a bad quarterback. So maybe it continues to go this way for Miami, but it's just kind of a number than anything else at four and a half. You do make me wonder a little bit about just how much respect the Dolphins are getting. I'm taking the Giants plus the points. Yeah, I absolutely love this number. We always talk about Dane Dimes on the road. He's uh, 11-4 and against the spread career on the road as an underdog. But just road dogs in general in the NFL this season are 64-40-1. So that'll speak back to a couple other yeah. handicaps. Just wow. road NFL dogs. We love to see that. It, it's just a great spot for the Giants. I feel like the Giants defense is very solid. We saw last week, like you were saying, it was very not it was fairly fluky how the Miami Dolphins just handled the Panthers. I mean, they had a block punt for a touchdown. They had like three interceptions against Cam Newton alone. 
I just don't quite trust is because the Giants defense was actually really solid throughout the season. They're six in the NFL. They have 1.2 interceptions per game. Oh, yeah. I think no, the they've defense been can really step down on up. the defensive side of the ball. And again, it's not like it's a juggernaut offense. The Dolphins are rolling out. Right. Exactly. Are we really trusting to it? I mean, he had two fumbles last week, but they recovered both. So it just feels like the luck is going to come back a little here. It feels inflated. We love the Giants here on the road. Let's stay in the NFC East with another road team. It's the Washington football team going to Sin City, catching two and the hook against the Vegas Raiders, total of 49 and a half. And uh, both of us leaning pretty strongly to the NFC East road dog again with the football team. Alex, you were at the game Monday night. I just feel like Washington, I talked about it. I had them against Carolina. I think we both did. I think the football team, they're finding something here. And now here they are very much in the hunt for one of the wild cards in the NFC. Having won, I think it's now four in a row and getting to five and six. And again, by the looks of it, five and six isn't going to wow anybody. But Washington keeps winning, and I feel like is doing so rather quietly. And also, I mean, how many people are just going to run to back the Raiders after just watching them on Thanksgiving? I mean, it was one of the most watched regular season NFL games ever. And the Raiders, give them credit, went to Jerry World and pulled off a very impressive win. But again, Washington, I feel like, is just playing more consistently consistently right now as opposed to Vegas, where it's like you don't really ever know what you're getting with these guys. And when you don't know what you're getting, it's hard to lay points. Strong lean on Washington. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm definitely I'm playing Washington. I, I think they could win this game outright. And this line feels a little confusing like I'm I'm not sure that Washington should be underdogs I guess this goes back to the the home the home field advantage which I don't quite know if the Raiders have that especially in Vegas I, I feel like there's going to be a ton of Washington fans there like the past three weeks we've seen off the bye Washington's only allowed 18 points per game on defense Last three That's weeks. what I'm saying. In a weird way, no Chase Young and the defense they, looks good. Right. Is that like they're stepping up without him? And no no Montez Sweat as well. So it's weird. They they don't have their best two pass rushers, but they've really stepped up. Granted, last week was against you know Russ with the finger, the broken finger. So that's obviously tough at home in the cold. It's a completely different game. But I definitely have a strong lean on Washington. Derek Heineke really just he feels like he's he's way more than a, just a serviceable quarterback. He, he's doing a lot more than that. He, they're 3-0 and out of the bye, and they beat, they beat Tampa at home. Yeah, I, I love Washington in the spot. Taylor Heineke's one interception to five passing touchdowns. It seems like he 
just kind of turned a corner on offense. Right. Well, yeah, it's, it's just so we're talking like, about the defense figuring it out finally, and we're talking about a quarterback playing well. It just feels like a lot is a lot of boxes are being checked here for Washington. Yeah, it doesn't this feels like an incorrect line? I I don't think they should be underdogs. I get I guess that goes back to them just being in Vegas, maybe the travel. I, that's why it's still just a lean. Like I'll probably play it, but it's not a max on the basis that it just it does feel pretty off here with the Raiders lying it. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't played it yet, but I, I think I'll ultimately get there with Washington. I think if you're thinking that, then just just play Washington on the money line. They, they should win this game. Alex, I don't have a word to say about Jacksonville and the Rams. I mean, I just I cannot even drum up any kind of enthusiasm for this game. <laughs> I, I mean, Meyer, dude. Let's just, this Meyer. is like the Madden simulate game when, on your schedule. Like when you do the season mode, like you don't even play this one. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but that's Rams. Our, that's our guy. Uh, you know, OK, here's what I'll say. Maybe you lay it on the basis that the Rams. The Rams need a, a confidence booster in a, in a sense. Like they've been kind of in a rut here. Right. And wouldn't so it kind of the be perfect, the perfect spot get, for them to spot. just get right, right. and d- destroy somebody? Right. That's the only thing I could think of. I completely agree. This is this is just a get right spot. All I wrote was, yeah, my notes say Rams get right spot. Yeah, that's it. But this is so many points. Twelve and a half. I'm seeing right now. Thirteen. Thirteen. I think I would just take the Jags and hope that the Rams are kind of still in the funk. But I've been burned by this so many fucking times. Urban fucking Meyer, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pass for sure. <laughs> Let's go to the Steel City where the Baltimore Ravens lay four and a half on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. little consensus play for us on the Steelers. You're not going to play the song, though, because we're trying to win the bet. Um, but having said that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was bad. That was a really bad job from you. Well, but, this is also a bad team, but it is. Oh no, they are not good. But having said that, it is. We talk often about coaches off a loss. Still like Mike Tomlin. Still think there's a lot of pride for the Steelers, when, especially when they play the Baltimore Ravens. One of, if not the best rivalry in the NFL, catching over three with the home dog is just very tough to say no to. And Baltimore, you know, kind of just an eh team. Like, like, does anyone think that Baltimore is any – like, there's been nothing that has separated Baltimore from Kansas City or – I know they played in Baltimore one, but they, you know – they're just another one of these. No, teams I the I know they're 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 ranking in the you know because they're obviously leading a division, but man, that offense has just been so off. We're not. Right. They're not. They're not remotely competitive. They're they're not competing for the AFC at all. Yeah, like it feels like it's like a kind of a quiet 10-11 win season from the Ravens and. They'll probably lose their first playoff game. There's still some time for Harbaugh to figure it out and and find figure out the best version of themselves. But 
I don't know, like 16-10, they survive in Sunday Night Football against the Browns. And the Browns are kind of a mess right now. Like, they're just kind of winning ugly, and I think there's value in that on a weekly basis. But when you do it over and over again, it does make me wonder how good you are. I think it's a little bit of a sell high on Pitt, on Baltimore, and obviously. I mean, you see, I, I, I just think, generally speaking, if you buy teams, because we talked about you like the Chargers against the Bengals. If you buy teams that get blown out and you fade teams that blow their opponent out, I, I think that's a good strategy in the NFL because it's so week to week. As Dave Sharapin says, nobody knows shit, right? So the minute – you think you have something figured Nobody out. Nobody knows shit. Absolutely. You know, you don't. So if you look at that Steelers-Bengals game last week as the example, as you said, Alex, situationally, you like the fate of the Bengals this week, and we're buying the Steelers just on the basis that they can't possibly be that bad. Four and a half points at home against the division rival. The you know the, This is the season for the Steelers. At least you can say you won this game, and we're getting four and a half. Yeah, I like it. Let's go Steelers. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, Steelers are the worst team in the NFL right now. And then you look up and you see Lamar Jackson splits against the Steelers. I mean, he's only averaging .75 touchdowns. But he's also got 1.25 interceptions against the Steelers. And then we just saw him throw four against the Browns. Like, this feels like such a perfect spot. You just, well, it's kind of what I'm saying about Baltimore. Like, it feels right. like they're winning in unimpressive fashion almost every week. Oh, absolutely. I think there's something off with the The offense is just off. The offensive line, I mean, they're, they're starting Villanueva, the, the former Steward tackle. Not great, yeah. but... The team is just completely off. He, he has no time. He can't really make the similar plays he makes, you know, as of last season, which was an absolute beast. He's still putting up putting up points and putting up stats, but last week was just such a red flag. Four interceptions. Like he could easily do this again. I was like one of the first teams to throw four interceptions and still win the game. It's it's insane. Like I I just yeah, don't gotcha. trust this Baltimore team at all. Yeah, I I think that <laughs> I think that means fade the Browns, but until <laughs> until next week <laughs> when they're off the bye versus Baltimore, which is a weird yeah, scheduling spot. How weird like, is that? Yeah. Yeah. So they play the Ravens twice in a row and just have the bye in between. That's pretty yeah. weird. Yeah, it's super weird, and that, I think that's a, a spot we probably, probably bet the Browns after the Ravens lose the Sears here. I think the Sears win out, right? It's it's just such a wacky game. It's, the Steelers are absolutely dead. You know, the Ravens are in first oh, place in the super Bowl AFC Steelers, North. Right? Oh, yeah, right? At home? Has to be. Absolutely. Let's go to another divisional game as we have three more divisional games to wrap up the pod. The least interesting of the three taking place in Seattle where the Seahawks are a three-point home dog against the San Francisco 49ers. Total of 45 and a half. And Alex, I think this is just very simple. If you think the 49ers are back, you're playing them here. 
three on the road against a Seattle team that looks dead. Cross-country travel going back to Seattle for the Hawks on a short week. A lot of things checking the boxes here for San Francisco, a team that won a close game last week against Minnesota, kicked the crap out of Jacksonville. They've started to stockpile wins, and now I think they will get to the postseason, San Francisco. And so I, when I asked, like, if you think they're back, you're playing them, I do think that they're back. But if they're back, they'd be like a six-point favorite here. So I think this line is like so off where it's dog or pass, and I don't want any part of Seattle right now. So I'm staying far away from this game. Yeah, no, I would not. I would not recommend betting Seattle. But we on this pod, we're just we're anti uh, Kyle Shanahan as a favorite. But man, Russ is. He just does not look right. It, it's insane to watch. I think he rushed back a little bit from Let me that, put you on the spot. What team injury. is Russell Wilson playing for in 2022? Um, he's playing for the New Orleans Saints. That's exactly I who that. I was going to say. I think the really? I love that. I think it's perfect. I think it would be great. Right? I, I, I mean, like I, I think it would be great television. Having like I just want to hear the mic'd up conversations with him and Sean Payton. Oh, absolutely! That might be some of the smartest football you will ever hear. Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. I mean, these are two of the best football minds. Like Pete Carroll, but just can't get together. Yeah, and honestly, Pete Carroll, he's seventy. I would retire at the end of the year. Yeah, I think. I think it's about time. You know, I think like, he, I think he enjoys it too much. Yeah, I mean, maybe he will think, stick around. I, I but. think he loves it. I think he, he lives for, for this, for this action. I think, like many of us do. I think, I think he lives for it. Any yeah. final words on this game? I mean, I, 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 I'm not gonna play it. Yeah, I probably won't play, but the only way I would look is. Is San Francisco, and I hate to say that because I do not like. You're Jimmy with me on how it feels a little trappy. Absolutely, this is definitely too low, and I don't like Shanahan as a favorite, and I don't really trust Jimmy G at all. It's like it's a perennial question of like when is when is he going to get right? When is Russ going to get right? When is this Seattle Seahawks going to get right? Like, We've been asking that for the last, like, three or four weeks, and he hasn't. So is this a week? I don't think so, but you can keep asking yourself that. You keep betting the Seahawks. Right in 2022. I completely agree. I, I just don't – I don't believe in that bullshit. Like, everyone's like, oh, he's due, he's due. No, he – you know, he's never lost – my honey, is he even helped? He's never lost. He's never lost three in a row. He's never lost four in a row. Yeah, I don't think he's healthy. I think he rushed back and was trying to go for this playoff push, and they have absolutely no chance. So, uh, I think they're dead. Speaking of playoff push, things are very interesting in the AFC West, where just when it looked like Denver was done after a bad game against the Eagles. The Broncos returned from their bye. We may or may not have given them out on this podcast, but they've 
beat the L.A. Chargers, and now we have a three-way tie for second place in the AFC West. Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, all at six and five, all looking up at the Kansas City Chiefs at seven and four. Kansas City returning from its bye week, laying ten at Arrowhead, a total in this game of forty-seven. It's the battle of the trends, Alex. It's Andy Reid off a bye who has been money in the bank in his career versus big road underdog Teddy Bridgewater catching 10 on the road. I mean, it is everything that gamblers dream of facing off against each other. So something's got to give. And I don't know which side I like more. I don't know what I want to do yet with Sunday Night Football. Any ideas? No, I'm honestly torn. I I think we might be the biggest Teddy Bridgewater podcast in the entire country. There's no one that loves Teddy more. We love him as a dog. We fade him as a favorite, but we love him as a dog. But you got Andy Reid off a of bye, which is an insane trend. It's just this is the battle of two in Incredible trends. Like we don't know what to do here. I really don't know if I can bet this. I'm I'm sure I'll get there at some point, but I really have no idea what to do because I just don't like fading either. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, it's 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 just it kills you if you bet this game knowing that you're fading one of those big trends. You know, it's just so. I guess uh, right. We we need just like a we'll we'll tweet out a, a player prop or something. But I'll definitely be on it at some point. But I just I can't really get to either side. It, it's tough to to play either. And I do not want to fade Teddy Two Gloves. That's our guy as a road, especially a road dog. Yeah, we don't we don't like to. The bet against Teddy Bridgewater as a dog. Speaking of player props, probably a good time before we get to our last game to talk about Betcha, uh, one of our sponsors here at Full Slate. Alex, I know you've been enjoying the many offerings they have over there. Oh, absolutely. Those are those are guys. I've definitely been playing a ton of player props. That, that's really only the the only place that I play those, like, you know, these other DFS, you're, you're going up against other people, but betcha you just, you just play the player props, which is a ton of fun. You just go over under what they offer. And yeah, it's a ton of fun. I've hit a couple of those big ones and put in four player props and yeah, it's a ton of fun. I'm not going to play the music, but we could cue the Monday Night Football music here because it is one of the most highly anticipated Monday Night Games of the season with the New England Patriots traveling to Western New York to take on the Buffalo Bills. And that's where we will wrap things up. New England catching three on the road, total of 47. And Alex, I talked about it with you before I jump, we jumped on here. It feels like New England it has to be one of the squarest dogs of the season. Just off my perception, I don't actually know as far as action and how it breaks down. But I, I think some sharps got in on New England and got this number down from the opener, three and a half, four, 
to that field goal right now. It just feels like everybody's buying what the Patriots are selling right now, and I can't even blame them when you look at New England having won. I think it's now six in a row and covered all six games. It has been a uh, torrid pace that the Patriots have been on atop the AFC East now. But, 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 but I do think Buffalo found a little something last week going down to the Superdome and winning as convincingly as it did against the Saints. Liked what I was hearing. After the game, some of the audio clips that I saw, there was a sense from Buffalo of no complacency. We're just getting started. We know we can still be better. And when you're saying those things after winning 31 to 6, that's the kind of team that I think uh, knows what's next. And that, of course, is the New England Patriots. I also like the situational rest advantage that Buffalo has here. New England is playing its 13th consecutive game. New England, Philly, uh, I think there's a few other teams that have week 14 bye weeks. So, and that's the last of the byes next week. So, New England playing for its 13th consecutive week. Buffalo coming off of a mini bye having played on Thanksgiving. And not only that, but it's a Monday night game. So, next to a bye week itself, you're getting almost two full weeks of rest here for the Bills against the Patriots team that, as I said, is on its 13th consecutive game playing. Yeah. I have a pretty strong lean here to Buffalo minus the three. I I just feel like the Bills remind everybody who's boss. Tough spot for Mac Jones, Monday night football, going against that Bills defense. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Give me the Bills. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm I'm looking at the action. I'm I'm seeing 64% of bets and then – 57% 57% of money is on the Patriots at plus three. I'm really hoping this number gets down to like two and a half. I, I don't know. I, I feel like every. Can we get there by kickoff? I, we could. Yeah, I don't know. What, I feel like the public is. I'm obviously a, I'm a fucking public player. So saying the public is, is a disservice, but I feel like. A majority of people are going to want the Bills. But you see a ton of Sharps seen all week. Do you think Everyone the Bills the Patriots. drop below that three? Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get below that three. I think they are hesitant. Sharps are definitely coming in on the Patriots. I think that is the smart side. But I fucking, I just love the Bills team. I just love this Bills team. The only thing I'm so are they back? Concerned about no, the <laughs> the Bills are not back. The Patriots, they, back. okay, no, they are not back. I I just am concerned because the Patriots they lead the league in interceptions. They have 1.6 interceptions per game, which is highly impressive. And then the Bills only throw the ball like. The Patriots can be definitely had on the ground. We saw that last week. That was outrageous. The Titans, I mean, they absolutely gashed them on the ground. Put up like, what did they, they put up 270 yards on the ground. But they lost the game by 20-some points. <laughs> it's like, what? You can run the ball all day. And the Bills don't run the ball, so that's my only concern. And then you got Bill Belichick. 
you know, he's just one of the best coaches. This is like his revenge tour, right? He has his bad season last year. Everybody's already given Brady the victory and the divorce. (laughs) Right. Doesn't this feel like just, but the the fact that it's in Buffalo, that kind of, Oh, yeah, no, I like the Bills here. I mean, I, I rookie yeah. quarterback on the road, Monday Night Football, biggest game of match yeah. career. Like, I'll right. that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm down to fade. I'm down. But everything points to the Patriots, for sure. So Numbers-wise. Well, hey. Uh, I'll join you. I'll join you. All right, let's ride it out and wrap it up with a consensus on the Buffalo Bills, Monday Night Football, to wrap things up for our NFL Week 13 edition of Full Slate. Tune in tomorrow as well. Myself and Bill Christie have you for Championship Saturday in college football. He's Alex Uplinger at Alex underscore up seven. I'm Greg Frank at Undercover Greg. Follow the podcast as well at Full underscore Slate underscore pod. Alex, good to chat, my guy. Enjoy another Sunday of NFL action. Hell yeah. Let's have a good week. See you, buddy. All righty, this has been Full Slate, a Blue Wire gambling podcast. Thanks to all who tuned in, even those that got divorced because of listening to our podcast. And, of course, please (laughs) play responsibly.